0: Welcome, everybody, to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins. Who are also best friends. Who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook. And I cook to survive. we will be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours by the way we're real people with real families so you may hear cats dogs birds babies and husbands so enjoy that bonus material now let's get booking and have a tasty chat Stick around at the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Hey, and welcome back to the show. <laughs> Hi, Alex.
1: I'm back. Hey, Jess. <laughs> What's you snacking on today? I have a cottage cheese raspberry. It's my lunch. It's raspberry like jam with cottage cheese. Really good. Don't give me that face.
0: I hate cottage cheese. It's good. It's
1: yummy. Ugh i love the raspberry
0: uh, it spits on it um what, <laughs> did- <laughs> what are you drinking
1: i just have seltzer and water today i don't have my coffee yet
0: okay yeah how about you what are you snacking uh, on
1: what are you drinking
0: i'm snacking on some uh cashews and i'm drinking a chai tea latte with some brown sugar cinnamon
1: syrup it's cookie yeah it sounds really good yeah, it's pretty yummy. I love uh, chai tea. And I haven't tried the brown sugar syrup. That sounds really, really good, though. I do love the brown sugar syrup. And I like it when you mix it with a little bit of the
0: uh, pumpkin pie spice. You know, the little, like, yeah. the spice. Um, I think it makes it taste even better. It's, it's like fall, fall in a cup. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the season when we start drinking hot stuff. You and I usually we're iced people.
1: Yeah, I've been drinking more hot coffees, actually, but it depends on my mood sometimes. I do enjoy my iced lattes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll drink them in the winter, too, though. It really
0: just depends on my mood. Yeah, I'm that crazy person, too, that's out there with, like, an iced coffee in hand and, you know, yeah. fully bundled. Yeah. <laughs> scarf and gloves, iced coffee. <laughs> I don't know. I do love I do love my hot beverages as soon mm-hmm. as the seasons start to get a little chilly.
1: Yeah. It is right. nice, especially if you're outside during the cooler weather. It does really like warm you up.
0: Yeah. So uh what are you reading as of right now? Anything goods?
1: Yeah, I'm finishing up Bloodmarked. I have I'm listening to it on audio. I have five hours left and I haven't dived into another ebook yet because I am reading the stupid uh Draco Malfoy and her mining range. It's a thousand pages, Jessica. <laughs> it's a thousand pages (laughs) okay alexandra i know i don't know why i keep doing that but it's 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 insanely long like i can't i don't know why i did this to myself and i'm mostly just skimming it but it's been taking a while but i've just i've been giving myself a little bit of a break because i do want to jump into the assassin's blade soon but i just needed like a little bit of a break because there was like a week there where I was just reading like three books simultaneously and one of them was Pretty Girls and one of them was Bloodmarked and these just like long, like intense, Bloodmarked isn't intense the way that um, Pretty Girls is. They're intense in different ways, but it's a lot of, a lot of characters and a lot of fantasy and things happening. It's like you have to pay attention and then I just like, then there was a good girl's guide to murder and I just feel feel like I've been, I'm like my brain needed like a break. (laughs) Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, there was a lot of like,
0: there was a lot of like heavy messages in those books too. So like you need yeah. to step back
1: for a second and do a light read. Yeah, I needed to like process a little bit before I could move on because I'm still thinking about some of these books too. So I needed to like let it sit before I can jump into my next one. Give it the the honor it deserves. All right. So I am still reading the
0: Caraval series and I'm enjoying that. I kind of want to read every one of them so I can yeah. read my Once Upon, uh, Upon a Broken Heart. I'm dying to read that. Yeah, uh, so I will keep everyone posted about that, but that is on my agenda.
1: How are you liking it? I want to read that. I love it so far.
0: Yeah. I really do. I'm very into it. The characters are super interesting. The writing is great. I love the prose.
1: So it's yeah. very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to read that sometime soon. I'm waiting yeah, to really hear good. what you have to say about it first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so far, I will say I really like Stephanie Garber's writing. I like the yeah. style of writing uh yeah it's exciting and i can't we have to talk about it so yeah
1: yeah that that is exciting yes it is (laughs) so
0: for now uh since we can't spill the deets (laughs) about our books and stuff yet (laughs) uh we figured that we would hit you guys with more of our beautiful singing voices and uh (laughs) no i'm just kidding um (laughs) no uh we're gonna give you guys the 10 not our list but a list that we found Ten best songs of the nineties list. Um, we think that this is a pretty good compilation of of songs from the nineties. Does it cover all of our favorites? Of course not. Ten would be a mean number to give us. We love nineties music, but we do. Uh, we will mention some honorable mentions afterwards. So let's start from number ten. Uh,
1: Alex, you want to take us away? Sure. Yeah, I love this song. It is <laughs> "Losing My Religion" by REM. <laughs> trying to keep <laughs> And now on you but i don't know if i, if I can do it i really it. like rem in general i really like a lot of their songs he has a really
0: unique singing voice yeah yeah
1: they're good also you have to watch this music video because it's bizarre it's crazy almost okay. as bizarre as what my dogs are doing right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> even... the second we hit record i feel like they're like all right let's do it yeah she's not paying attention to us anymore <laughs> Hit it. Hit it. All right. Well, number nine, one of my favorite bands of all time, a boy band, is I Want It That Way. I want it that way. Tell Tell me me why why. ain't nothing but a holiday. Tell Tell me me why why. ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me me why. why.
1: I so never want
0: hear you, you say, say I, I want want it back with.
1: So good. All right. If you're still here,
0: that was uh, I wanted to from the Backstreet Boys. It's so good. I don't know if it's even my favorite Backstreet Boys song. I don't think so. It's not my favorite. No,
1: my favorite was um. Oh God. My fire. No, A drowning. You keep me drowning, drowning in you love. Yeah, I love that song.
0: I That's love that funny. song too. First of all, I mean, if you guys have been following us for a little while here, uh, you know that the black and blue album is really the best. had you shook. Um, it had me shook. <laughs> uh so anything from there I do love. Um, but there is one song in particular that me and Hallie always sing, and it's called The Coal. And oh it's
1: yeah,
0: freaking awesome! Uh, and it goes, I want to tell you about the call that changed my destiny.
1: Um, it's so good. <laughs> Me and my boss went out just, just to, to end up in misery. <laughs> um, this is it the best song on that album,
0: and it never was like on on the. I don't think it was ever on the radio, but it deserved to be. I like, think it was. It, that was.
1: it was one of their singles, I think. And had a wanna, music video for it.
0: Um, yeah. Baby, baby I'm sorry don't, don't worry I will be there don't stay up and wait for me All so right. good <laughs> anyway that wasn't even on the list but I feel like it It deserved an honorable mention So
1: that is definitely an honorable mention yes that is, that is a good one and I also do love that album it's good it had you shook too See, yeah All right, so that brings us to number eight. One of my favorite songs, Waterfalls by TLC. Don't go chasing chasing waterfalls. waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers rivers
0: and the lakes that you're using. You're throwing me off. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's a really good album, too. I love that album.
1: Yeah. it is sexy, cool. Yeah.
0: And, uh, It reminds me now, and it has been ruined forever, possibly,
1: by the movie. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about with um, Michael Keaton. Mark Wahlberg. And yeah, it's the, the other the guys. The other guys. Yeah.
0: So it's been ru- ru- it, ruined <laughs> possibly forever by uh, the other guys, the movie, with Michael Keaton and Wolf Pharrell and, yes. uh, <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg, because there's a scene, well, multiple scenes where michael keaton out of nowhere is just like guys come on don't go chasing waterfalls yeah <laughs> and they're like are you quoting tlc and he's like no creep creep and
1: he's like come on you're definitely quoting TLC. i don't know what you're talking about
0: <laughs> yeah later he's like come on guys i'll give you the red light special
1: <laughs> i
0: don't know it's just hilarious you know i think of that every time yeah all right so that brings us to number seven this also relates to a movie for me yeah. Gangsters Paradise by Coolio. Yeah. Tell me why are we so blind, blind to see, to see that, that the ones,
1: ones we hurt all you and me. keep All right. Uh, <laughs> <the gangsta's> <laughs> <paradise>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know what
0: you're wants- talking
1: about, though. The movie. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah.
1: Dangerous minds. Um, Dangerous
0: minds. I loved that movie growing up.
1: Same. That oh was, my god, I loved it.
0: Uh, first of all, it messed up what happened to Emilio, but yeah. you know, Emilio deserved better. He did. Damn it. All right. Why? Because he didn't knock.
1: Because he didn't knock. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah, I really do love that movie. I watch it every single time it's on. I will not, not watch that if it's on. So
1: yeah,
0: it's a good one. But it's a good song too. And rest in peace, Colia.
1: All right, so a little bit happier note. Number six, we have One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. And I don't know this song, so that's just why take you th- it away. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: why you think it's a happier note because it's oh, so
1: sad. No. It's about seeing somebody in heaven and that, how, what a sweet day that'll be. Oh, shit. I thought it was about like a cute sweet day. No, She's of Boys to Men. I thought it was like a love song.
0: No, man. How do you not know this song? I
1: don't know it. Oh, I, don't like, know I don't know how it
0: i never told you so good and the boys to men first of all they're they're fully men now um mm-hmm. but boys to men had a lot of great hits back then too and yeah. so did mariah carey individually yeah so i think it's cool that they were added to this list because they combined had great songs in the 90s yeah um boys to men had awesome albums too Motown philly back <laughs> again and uh mariah carey obviously first yeah. of all i i have a A special soft spot for Mariah Carey just because of her I don't know her thing. Um, I think she's savage. I really love her. (laughs) I don't know who that is. I really love her. They were like, oh, J-Lo kind of stole your song, right? And she was like, "Mm, I don't know her. I love that. I I I will always love that. Also, that girl can sang sang. Yeah. Mariah Carey.
1: She's got some, some voice.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. All right, well, that brings us to number five, which is Ice, Ice, Baby. Vanilla Ice, Ice, Baby. (laughs) Uh, Did you know, fun fact, that he's actually on, like, the Home and Garden Network now selling houses? Shut up. What?
1: (laughs) No, I did not know Yeah,
0: fun fact. He's actually fixing up mansions and selling them, and that's what he does now.
1: Shut up. (laughs) Yeah,
0: he's an old man now, and that's what he does. Uh,
1: Rob sings this song often sometimes it's daily yeah (laughs) they'll just randomly start singing it to me or like rapping it (laughs) sometimes he just sometimes he just starts talking and I'm like what are you talking about and then he just keeps going and I'm like oh you're doing ice ice baby because I don't realize at first
0: (laughs) wait I have to look this up there's a song that vanilla ice sings that's not very like widely known but it's something about pasta
1: and he calls like the what? girl a, a piece of roni or something shut hold on up, what? <laughs> I'm having learning a... so much about vanilla ice today
0: more yes, than it's... I ever
1: needed to know it's it's called having a roni shut up <laughs> that, what is that picture too heaven-a-roni having a roni huh. oh uh
0: please I listen to the at the, end, at of the end of the episode we'll put we'll put a clip of it but it's hysterical um he's like it's so funny i, I don't even want to sing it because i won't do it justice not good enough but
1: oh my god okay. speaking of
0: singing bring us to number four yeah number
1: four sing. one of my all-time favorite do you believe in life after <laughs> love after love after love. i can feel something inside me i really don't, I don't think, think you're strong really enough that. <laughs> my girl <Cher>. share <laughs> we love share uh share was huge in the 90s share will always be big okay yeah uh, i just recently watched um the movie that she's in with Christina Aguilera again oh yes burlesque yes I'm i mean she loves
0: burlesque i love that I like scene that too, too where uh she's like yeah, you can do any 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 role or any song, whatever. She's like, yeah. Tell me which one. <laughs> like she's all sassy. She freaking love that scene. Yeah. Anyway, good 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 times. We love share up in this uh, show, obviously.
1: So. Yeah. All right, nothing <laughs> really.
0: <do. laughs> also, we're still waiting for share to uh, come out with her version of
1: the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, and we will always be waiting for that. And also, apparently, the Tangled soundtrack. <laughs> Also, every soundtrack, <laughs> every soundtrack, just share, <laughs> do it all. <laughs>
0: uh, so number three is also a good one. Reminds me mm. of Bridesmaids, one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's called "Hold On" by Wilson Phillips. Hold on to one more day. day. I made the people change. Mm. Day, 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 day. Mm. Hold on to the change. Oh. Yeah, someday somebody somebody's gonna turn around and, around and make you wanna say bye. goodbye. Until then, baby. baby,
1: are you going to let him turn around and turn make, around you, and you, make cry? you cry? Don't you know? Things change. change. Things go changing. If you hold on for one more day. <laughs> all right, We were struggling for a minute. We were like, wait, what are the words? <laughs> I, I was straight. like, I, I know the chorus. <laughs> Listen,
0: when I was younger, I was shop as, as a tack, man. I knew every lyric. I couldn't remember what I did the day before, but I knew every <laughs> single lyric to all the songs I really liked. And for the life of me, I cannot remember anymore. So <laughs> I don't feel like we did hold on justice, but you know, if no. you've seen bridesmaids, you know it. It's a good one. Yeah. Also, what's that movie too? Is it Harold and Kumar? Don't they sing that in the car too? I think that's, I don't know. I think they I do. Don't remember, it's hilarious.
1: Um, <laughs> but it gets a lot of notoriety in in movies apparently. So yeah, it's a good song. It is. Yeah, it is All in the right. top three. So number two was one of my favorite songs when me I was too. in maybe 5th grade and it is called the boy is mine by brandy and monica the, the boy,
0: boy is, is mine. mine you, you can say to what give you give want it
1: <laughs> about about it. enough. it's not hard to see, see the,
0: boy the boy is,
1: boy is mine. mine
0: yes so good so good by the way this was a great video okay back yeah. when the music videos were a thing this was really good, and I love the beginning. She's like, do you know somebody's name? You know his name. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I know his name. <laughs> so good. Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Amazing. Number one deserves the top spot because this was the biggest song in your face in the 90s, mm-hmm. definitely. You heard it everywhere. You probably hated it after a while. And it's, it's my girl. My girl, Brit Brit. So... <laughs> Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Hit me, baby, one, one more time. time. My loneliness <laughs> is killing me. And uh, I must confess, I still believe. Still believe. When you're with <laughs> me, you lose my mind. <laughs> Give me, me a time. Hit, Hit me, me baby, baby, one more, more time. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Love my girl, Brit also not her best song by the way yeah her best song was bombastic love but nobody could tell me otherwise bombastic love so fantastic fantastic when you're completely yours and you are mine Mine. and it's gonna be exactly (laughs) like like in a a movie. movie When we fall in love, all right, for the first time. I know I can. That hear is a good song. Abuse because I love her so much, and it's okay. <laughs> um, so obviously we didn't mention everybody, you know. Uh, didn't we almost have it all? Didn't we almost have it all? Uh, Whitney, you will always be the best vocally, in my opinion. I think she mm-hmm. was the best of the best. Rest in peace, Whitney. Um, but she was always
1: up in the '90s. She had some great music. Yeah what's that one i'm thinking of um never mind i can't it's think it's not of it.
0: right yes but it's okay i knew it You're gonna, i'm gonna make, make it, it, anyway. it anyway close, close the, the door, door behind, behind you. you leave your key. key first why of all that song gets a a me mad
1: because oh.
0: she's like Ugh. she's like then why did coral tree <laughs> ends up on your car <laughs> You know, and she's like saying that the credit card, why did two people two people pay for dinner? I saw yeah. your credit card receipt gets me pissed for no reason.
1: Yeah. Poor
0: dog, if I'm listening to that song, he'll walk past and I'll be
1: like piece oh, of shit. So good.
0: Yeah, this is the same too. That same Deborah Cox, any song, Raina, yeah. any song, all good ones yeah um, the 90s we NSYNC wasn't mentioned I mean I yeah. do love my Backstreet Boys
1: this comes down to the age-old question of who was better NSYNC or Backstreet Boys and the people have spoken and people it's Backstreet so, Boys yeah. I mean I loved my NSYNC but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of have to agree that that, yeah. that
0: Backstreet that Backstreet backs all right you know what yeah. I mean
1: I liked their voices bad.
0: better yeah AJ was the best hmm. um I really did he's I Dana's did that, favorite yeah, he was yeah. the main singer. He was the the lead singer. But was uh,
1: yeah, well him and Nick Carter, but Nick Carter was never my favorite. He looks douchey and he always I thought seemed douchey. Brian to me. Brian was my favorite and I thought he was one of the main singers too. He sings good too. Uh but you know they didn't get as much notoriety as
0: NSYNC. I feel like mm-hmm. NSYNC kind of stole the show because Justin was always being old Justiny. Um yeah. but JC has my heart out of all of them. So, yeah I like jc yeah uh other great mentions would be like oasis wonder wall mm-hmm. uh are uh, also rest in peace missy elliot get your freak elliot
1: get your freak uh, on get your freak get on. You, get you, get you. <laughs> is that your, your bitch? Bitch?
0: <laughs> <laughs> i loved her uh i loved Aaliyah. i loved spice mm-hmm. girls spice up your life hey, um, boy, there we go you had to give them the accent too. So. uh michael jackson whoop, whoop, yes you know the way
1: you make me
0: oh my god that reminds me of sense of stage and i freaking yes. love that movie
1: yeah
0: uh celine dion i i mean I'll there were nights too. when the the wind was so cold alex yes. all right and then I had to throw my girl Ashanti in there because one of my favorite songs of all time is um, the one that she sings over the Notorious B.I.G. beat. You know what I'm talking about? Must be used to me crying I don't know if While know you're out bumping and grinding I'm leaving you tonight uh, yeah. My days are cool without you yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's one of- foolish, right? Foolish. Yes. But the one that but she I'm does when I'm
1: with you with
0: Biggie in the background.
1: No yes.
0: There's like a Biggie verse in that one. And it's called Unfoolish. It's like the remix.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. That's my favorite.
0: One of my favorite songs. Ever. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you have it, 90s Alex and Jess style. Uh, <laughs> sorry if we totally didn't bring these people justice to their voice. I definitely
1: did. If any of you hear this, I'm sorry that my voice sounds the way it does. <laughs> I wish I could sing like you.
0: <laughs> but, you know, hold on for one more day. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get into our word of the day. Okay. Are you ready, Freddie? I'm ready, but I'm not Freddie. We
0: had a good conversation. <laughs> okay, it's time for the word of the day. Remember that we encourage our listeners to use these words in your daily conversations and with us on our socials. Each word of the day will come from the Word of Day Vocabulary Workbook by Francine Puckley or Franny the Pucks. Follow the link in bio to get a copy for yourself. Without further ado, today's word of the day is
1: Edumbrate! Spelled A-D-U-M-B-R-A-T-E, pronounced -um ad-um-brait. It is a verb that is defined as to suggest or to close something partially. For example, the factory workers were nervous when they learned the owner had -um adumbrated a plan for layoffs. Ooh, sneaky. Mm. Yes. let's come up with some examples to help us remember. What do you got for us?
0: So I would say that a lot of interviewers or rather interviewees that Pippa uh, asks questions to in this novel adumbrate their responses.
1: Yes. As Pip was collecting her data, she adumbrated the information that was put into her school project.
0: Very good. Uh, Mr. Ward was living for about
1: five years atumbreeding
0: some details there. Mm, that's
1: accurate. That mm. is very accurate. At the same time, Andy was atumbreeding about all of her little secrets to everyone she ever met. Everyone accurate. had a different version of her.
0: Accurate. Definitely. All right. Well, here's some trivia about the word Adam Adambreit is built on the Latin verb adumbrer, which is derived from the Latin umbra meaning shadow or shade to adumbrate is to offer a shadowy view of something the word tends to show up most
1: often in academic or political writing Hmm. interesting okay Hmm. all right so that brings us to our speech series we like to enhance your speech as well as our own and we take these phrases or words from the well-spoken thesaurus by tom healer so for today instead of saying reason what's the reason for that You can say a phrase such as motive, grounds for, or rationale, for example. Instead of saying, what's the reason for that? You can say, what was your motive for that? Or, what is the grounds for that? Or, what's the rationale for that? Excellent. (laughs) Especially in that voice. Uh,
0: Keep listening to this episode for some uh, interesting voices later on in our game. Yeah. All right, so let's go to our question of the day. You
1: ready? I'm ready.
0: All right, I'm going to get two minutes on the clock, and me and Alex are going to have to shout out as many responses as we can to pizza toppings. Let's go in three, two, one. Pizza toppings go.
1: Pepperoni, extra cheese, onions, garlic. Ham, pineapple. Clams. Olives. Olives, yeah. And uh, mushrooms, hate them. Cheese Peppers. and sauce. Yes. Tomatoes, asparagus, spinach, feta cheese, broccoli, arugula, cheese, yeah. Ricotta, um, balsamic, balls, bacon, chicken, chicken, buffalo chicken, it's hot um, sauce,
0: sausage, ranch, peppers and onions, jalapeno peppers, zucchini, mm-hmm. zucchini, regatta, mm. right? Different cheeses Shrimp. like mozzarella, cheddar, fontina. Mm-hmm. Barata, um, uh, eggplant. Hmm. Oh,
1: eggplant's a good one. Hmm. Mozzarella sticks, apparently. Yes, we learned that. Barata. Did you already say that? I said barata. Oh, uh,
0: ooh, buffalo mozzarella. Mm. Uh, different sauces like pesto, marinara, vodka sauce, mm. uh, Alfredo sauce. Hmm, thinking, thinking. Honey, pears, hot honey. Oh,
1: onions did we say garlic Super yeah i said those hmm. parsley basil oregano <laughs> spices <laughs> yeah <laughs> imagine uh, just putting giant thing of oregano yeah no big deal <laughs> um
0: hmm. sometimes there's like caesar salad pizza so maybe arugula oh, yeah.
1: sometimes people put pasta on pizza there's like a that's true pie. yeah there's a baked sweetie pie piece City. Pizza Time's up. Time's okay. Up. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Okay. Let's go to our questions of the day. I think we did pretty good, though. Yeah, we I think, did. I, I think we probably missed a few,
1: but I think overall, we kind of yeah. killed that. I think so. I think we did. I'm glad that you're the one saying it this time and not me. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: until I listen later and I'm just like, why? You <laughs>
1: forgot all the good ones. <laughs>
0: Uh, but I'm like boring when it comes to pizza. I don't really love toppings. The only toppings I do like would be like, oh, I didn't say potatoes. Mm. Mm, there's a potato pie that has like a uh, sautéed onions and potatoes. Mm. Interesting. And yeah. Uh, otherwise, like I don't really get toppings. I'll just get uh sometimes sautéed onions. I really like or um my favorite if I am getting toppings would be sautéed onions and peppers like roasted mm. red peppers.
1: Yeah. Yum. Yeah. I'm a topping person, so I have tried at like every single pizza out there. <laughs> I know you said you tried pineapple, right? I did try pineapple with ham. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. I didn't hate it. I never had it again, but I didn't hate it. So I don't know. As it a New Yorker, I feel like it doesn't. It's
0: not. I feel like it's. It's illegal. I don't know. Okay, that's just me. Okay
1: pizza snob a little bit
0: (laughs) a little bit i mean if you were ordering pineapple in new york in front of me i may judge you Um, okay
1: i would never i would never judge what you choose to put on your pizza because and it's a good one (laughs) we respect all toppings equally in in this state of new jersey (laughs) i don't know why i did that voice Uh. okay
0: All right, now, so whatever topping
1: you like, we appreciate and we uh, we respect your topping choices. All right. So if you could remove one emotion from the world forever, what would it be?
0: So it's, it's a toss up between sadness and anger because sadness then everybody's happy, happy all the time. But anger leads to a lot of evil things. I think it's just from a place of hate. And I mean, sometimes you get mad about certain things. But if we got rid of anger, I feel like it'll naturally uh remove some levels of sadness. Not all, but some levels of sadness. You know, I was a little uh on the fence about it because sadness, you know, like somebody dies or that you love or something like that. But I think anger without anger, the world would be a better, a safer place, perhaps. Okay.
1: I don't know how I feel about this question because I feel like all of the emotions are important. Like you said, it would be nice if nobody was ever sad, but at the same time, then how would you even understand what happiness is if you don't understand what the absence of happiness is. And that's how I feel with anger, even though sometimes bad things do come from anger, sometimes good things come from anger as well, it can really motivate people. And it may, you know, cause them, you know, sometimes people out of anger and sadness will then create systems like uh, Chris Hansen where. You know, he lost his child. He was angry about it, and so he went and you know made sure that he was catching people that were bad. So I do think that anger can be good if utilized correctly. But I guess if I had to get rid of one, it would be anger. So
0: Alex is like, get rid of happiness. We don't want it. <laughs> joy, get rid of joy.
1: <laughs> you should not say that. Anyways. No, of course not. <laughs> all right so
0: next next question is if you could solve an unsolved crime just like peppa did uh which would you be most interested in investigating and how would you try
1: solving it so i would probably try to solve the case of the black dahlia i don't remember her last name i'm sorry but her name was elizabeth something and she was brutally killed and dismembered um back in the 50s i want to say i don't remember the exact year But it continues to go unsolved to this day, and I'd like to know what happened to her. I have no idea how I would go about that. I have absolutely no skills in this area. So I don't know, but if I could, I I would try.
0: Okay. So when I was in school, I had to investigate. I took an Asian literature class, which I really loved, and I had to investigate something, a current event happening in an Asian country, and then write about it, and I found out a disturbing fact that uh, apparently in China, the elderly people go missing and in like so much, not such high volume that it can't be a coincidence, can't be coincidental. Um, Something like upwards of 600,000 or more.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. Elderly people go missing every year in in China. So I think that I would want to solve something like that, or at least find out the reasons, see if I can help these people. Yeah. Uh, because it seems pretty horrible.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just feel
0: bad for all of their children and everybody who gets impacted by whatever's happening in this situation. Yeah. That's so scary. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, I, I figured I'd bring it up too just to bring awareness because not, you know, this isn't really talked about. Not many
1: people know about this. Yeah. I had no idea until you told me. It's scary. Yeah. Well, all right. All right so as you all know we recently read a good girl's guide to murder by holly jackson we picked our favorite good and bad reviews in case anyone is on the fence about reading it a good girl's guide to murder currently has an overall rating of 4.34 out of 5 on goodreads and a 4.5 on amazon with a publication date of 1 5 jess give us that bad review
0: uh scooby-doo where are you <laughs> Am I the only one that thought this was a Scooby-Doo scenario in a book? I just kept picturing Shaggy, Thelma, and Scooby running around, finding clues, getting a little scared, and then running the other way until Thelma finally figured it out. Look, I'm a fan of YA, but this is more like four, or five, or sixth grade reading. Disagree.
1: Yeah, really, especially with the themes of this one, damn. Let's
0: talk about missing the message.
1: Yeah. All right, so I have two one stars. They're both very short, so I wanted to read them both because I thought they were funny. The first one says, from the moment she said, holy pepperoni, I realized I was too old to be reading this book. So There you go. <laughs> and then the second one said, no context. I made a Goodreads account just so I could give this book one star.
0: Imagine wow. hating a
1: book that much. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> That's odd book doesn't even deserve that kind of I know (laughs) I know all right you got a five star I do uh
0: the title of this one is so glad I came across this book I had been eyeing this book for a while now and finally decided to get it because it was on sale I didn't know anything about it but for some reason it looked interesting and sure enough I was hooked from beginning to end I felt myself getting tense along with the characters and forming my own theories and mysteries of andy bell and sal singh i would 100 percent recommend this book and i thought it was very well done and super fun and surprising
1: nice i agree with that mm-hmm. all right i also have a five star this person said Applaus, applause 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 one of the quickest one of the best crazy roller coaster experiences I had as soon as I took this book into my hands still shaky blubbering I already requested a translator to communicate properly nailless confused dizzy but also smiling and happy gave my five full mysterious shining stars (laughs) great storytelling attention taker plot fantastic characterization Fast and heart throbbing, pacing, and great, satisfying ending. This is all in caps <laughs> What are you waiting for, guys? The book is not going to fall from the sky and drop on your lap. Go and buy it and send me thank you letters for my encouraging words. <laughs> so dramatic. I know. <laughs> oh my god. The, speaking of intense <laughs> It's not gonna fall from the sky into your lap. I know. Jesus. Uh, send her a thank you letter don't forget she might yell at you
0: <laughs> for you, this person
1: um all right well
0: <laughs> so we've heard what other people have to say here's our back flaps <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right a good girl's guide to learning when to avoid tea <laughs> jess
1: and alex a good girl's guide to bad girls and boys jess and alex
0: a good girl's guide to ensuring your backups
1: have backups jess and alex (laughs) who done it you'll find (laughs) out read a good girl's guide to murder jess and alex (laughs) that was my favorite
0: (laughs) okay everyone so now we're going to transition into the cooking portion of our episode we thought it would be fun to discuss some helpful cooking tips for today We're going to discuss some seasoning tips and tricks. So Alex, what seasoning tips and tricks or recipes do you have for us?
1: All right. So I don't know if it's a tip or a trick, but basically, if you want your food to taste 10 times better, just season it. So here's some of my favorite seasonings. Obviously, we got garlic and onion staples, black pepper, Mm -hmm. a little bit of sea salt. I also love some ground ginger, a little cayenne, some red pepper flakes, some cumin, and Mm -hmm. really anything else that you want sometimes i like to cook with the everything but the bagel seasoning i have a ghost pepper seasoning that jess got me is really good on shrimp but it is a little spicy so for anybody that's you know weak in the bones you don't want it then skip that one (laughs) but i like it weak in the bones weak in the bones oh boy you gotta spice up your bones with with some ghost pepper seasoning (laughs) spice up your life on, everybody All right. But yeah, I use uh, <laughs> I use these seasonings on pretty much everything that I make, whether it's chicken, shrimp, other meat, rice, literally everything. Potatoes. So go crazy with the seasonings. You can't have too much, in my okay. opinion. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, nine out of 10 times, if you're like, oh, that food was bland or oh, I didn't really like that, it's because it wasn't properly seasoned, man. All right. Up in here in Books with Cooks, we love seasonings. Okay. I think that they're essential for a meal. So- As Alex said, she mentioned cumin. I love cumin. That's probably one of my favorite things to use as a seasoning. Uh, For example, you could use it in corn and just spice it up a little bit with some cumin, some, uh, you know, chili powder and uh, some cojija cheese, you know, just mix it up and make it a little elote, nice and yummy. Uh, Also, Alex had mentioned Flavor God. I love Flavor God. I'm not sponsored. Would love to be, though, because I literally have every single one of their spices but i think that they're great they're um you know a, a one little bottle that holds all these different seasonings all these different flavor themes flavor profiles and i think they're really great we love them around here and we use them pretty much every day um and other than the things that i like to do i'm just going to give you guys some uh seasoning mistakes that you might be making um and this comes from allrecipes.com it's the eight food Seasoning mistakes that are keeping you from enjoying the tastiest meals possible. So one is just that you're not using enough salt, you know, Uh, you might not even be salting your your pasta water or something along those lines might be as simple as that. But if it just tastes too bland, you might just need to add a little bit more salt, maybe a little more pepper. You're not seasoning as you cook. Uh, A lot of the times you'll be adding things to the pan and not adding a little extra seasoning on top of that, and that's a mistake. So if you're, let's say, sautéing some vegetables, every vegetable that you add, every layer, add a little bit of seasoning to it, and that'll help you uh, as you season as you go. Another one is if you're seasoning too close to your proteins. I know, Alex, you said that uh, you like to hold it up and you make sure that you do this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Although um, I was still off. I think your tip is it should be about a foot above, and I was doing like a couple inches.
0: <laughs> yes, it says uh, you want to hold your hand at least a foot above so that the salt and pepper fall evenly across the entire piece of meat. If your hand's too close, you'll have clumps of seasoning, and it won't be uniformly dispersed. So another thing is uh, you might be using pre-ground black pepper. I know a lot of people are definitely guilty of this. I have been from time to time as well. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you want to get the little crank up in here. (laughs) You want to uh, crank up your your peppers so this way it's nice and fresh, and it really will elevate your dish, believe it or not, uh, just from that alone. You might be using old spices, all right? We're not talking about the cool guy that comes on riding in on a horse from the Old Spice commercials, okay? We're talking about some (laughs) old inspired spices. So make sure you're cleaning out your spice drawer, your spice rack. Make sure that you're checking for expirations because they do expire, Contrary to popular belief, some people think they last forever, but it is also the plastic bottle that expires itself. So you want to make sure that you're not getting any harsh chemicals or anything inside of your spices. Also, be careful. I recommend, uh, and this is on not on this list, but uh, as many as possible that you can, try to get organic spices because they do use pesticides on regular spices. And um, they don't, they're not allowed to use some pesticides uh, on the organic. So you might be safer using them as well. Uh, Also, you might not be blooming your slices, your spices. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, (laughs) Blooming means if let's say you're using olive oil in a pan, uh, let's say that you're going to, you know, fry up some garlic, you're going to saute some onions before you even do any of that. When you're putting your oil in your pan and you're heating it up, add some spices. Some people might not even think to do this, but you could add a little rosemary. You could add a little thyme. You could add a little of any spice that you want to. And it will really elevate the taste of your dish and it'll evenly disperse that taste because it'll be cooked in that oil. So that's something to consider as well. Uh, You might not even be seasoning with acid. So a lot of the time, something that your dish will need is just a little squeeze of lemon, a little zest, perhaps. Um, So that uh, acidic will give a little oomph of flavor. Uh, A bright acidic ingredient like that um, can really help make a dish and balance out some of your dishes. Uh, and then one, two that you're not doing is that final thing, you're not tasting your dish. So for example, I'm a vegetarian. I can't taste my meat dishes that I make. So I'll call my husband in and make sure he tastes them. Uh, otherwise, I will always be tasting my baked uh, things or tasting my um, cooking as I go. Of course, I'm going to you know not use the same spoon or I'll clean it, of course, so you can eat at my house. <laughs> but You know, I want to taste as I go to make sure that things are properly seasoned because there will be things that will taste differently when they're cold versus when they're hot. For example, potato salad. So for potato salad, you're going to season it, of course, but then you're going to refrigerate it. And you want to make sure that when it was warm, as you seasoned it, it's going to taste just as good when it's cold. So those are some seasoning tips and tricks. I hope that you guys find that
1: useful and helpful. All right. That was helpful. Thanks, Jess. No problems. So, as you may recall, on Tuesday, we introduced our ingredient of the week, which was tea, inspired by Becca's deadly tea concoction for Pippa near the end of the novel. We were each supposed to make something using that ingredient, so now we'll review the outcome. Jess, what did you make?
0: All right, so I made Earl Grey tea cookies. This is uh, Alex Guanishelli, if anybody watches The Food Network. Uh, she's a really great chef on there. I think she's super duper talented. She always beats Bobby Flay. She's the best in my opinion. Uh, and you know, woman empowerment. So, uh, she is always, um, giving out some recipe ideas and she does so in a fun way. I really like her personality. So you could look this recipe up. It's on Google for you. She has a video. Uh, but I do love this. I make them around the holidays. You can make them anytime though. They're really yummy. Um, And uh, we're big fans here. So they're like a butter cookie, but they have a tea flavor. So you use two cups of all-purpose flour, two sticks of butter. Uh, She prefers to use unsalted, but we have salted up in this house. So this is really just a a you thing, what you have on hand. Uh, A half a teaspoon of ground allspice. And then two Earl Grey tea bags. Cut open and discard the bags and just pour the contents into your dough. One teaspoon of kosher salt, unless you used... Uh, salted butter, then that's your call if you want to add it or not. I still add it, um, but that's, you know, I think it tastes pretty good, like salty and sweet. Half a cup and two tablespoons of powdered sugar. A couple of light grates of lemon zest. So you get like a tea and a lemony butter flavor. Two teaspoons of vanilla to enhance the flavor and two to three tablespoons of water. In a large bowl, you're going to combine the mixture of this and then you're going to put it into like a food processor. Or um, if you have like a ninja blender, that'll work too. You put that in there, you add the water as you go. And as soon as it forms a dough, like a bowl, you could take it out, cut it in half, roll them out into like a a plastic uh, wrap and make it like kind of two separate logs. And then you're going to put them in the refrigerator. So this way they firm up just a little bit and you're going to keep them in there for about 30 minutes. Uh, take them out, slice them about a half inch thick uh, into cookies, basically on a baking sheet with parchment paper, uh, but leave a little space because they do spread a little bit and bake at 350 for about six to eight minutes or until they're lightly browned. They're really yummy. And the tea really mixed with the lemon. It's such a delicious fa- flavor. And I recommend these for the, the holidays and anywhere you want to go.
1: Yeah, sounds really good. They are. i think i might have had one once you probably have made them and i have been at an event where they were and i probably tasted one
0: i don't think i've ever made them yet i was gonna make them this year yeah i made them okay i made them last year um when my in-laws came back uh came over and um kathy i know you're listening you like you really like them (laughs) they're good uh so but i promise the next time i see you i'll i'll make a batch
1: okay yeah i was like i can't believe i didn't know about these but sometimes you have like so many cookies. I'm like, maybe I tried it and I didn't realize it. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So last year for my mom's birthday, she's an October baby. I made her a chai tea spice cake. And I did get this in, um, this recipe from the interwebs. I got it from the website L I V for cake. And it came out That's really cute. good. I highly recommend it. It it was really tasty. It was very, sorry, Jess, moist and everybody really enjoyed it. So I'll give you that. So first thing you're going to do is make a cup of chai tea milk. Um, So you'll use one and a half cups of milk and then you'll steep two tea bags in that and, you know, heat it up and make tea like you normally would just use milk instead of uh, water. And then you're going to need two and a quarter cups of all purpose flour, two teaspoons of baking powder, three quarter teaspoon of salt, one and a half teaspoon of ground cinnamon, one teaspoon of ground cardamom, half a teaspoon of ground allspice, a quarter teaspoon ground cloves, one teaspoon ground ginger, three quarter cups unsalted butter at room temperature, one cup of granulated sugar, half a cup of light brown sugar, three large eggs, one tablespoon, oh, sorry, one teaspoon of vanilla, and then you'll add in the chai uh, tea milk. And you're also going to, I served this with the cream cheese frosting, I believe. And you're going to use one cup of unsalted butter for that, one cup of cream cheese, which is about eight ounces, and then four cups of powdered sugar and two teaspoons of vanilla. You can also add cornstarch or meringue powder if you wish um and then decorate as you want so essentially like I said you'll make the tea for the chai tea milk you'll set that aside you're going to preheat your oven for 350 degrees this recipe uses three six in- six inch cake rounds however I didn't have that so I just made two it was a two layer um, so you could do that with two instead just check when you're actually cooking it to make sure that it's not underdone In a medium bowl you'll whisk flour baking powder the spices and salt until it's all well combined and then set it aside. And then, using a stand mixer you're going to use a paddle attachment cream the butter and sugars on medium to high until it's pale and fluffy takes about three minutes. And then you're going to reduce the speed Add the eggs one at a time until it's all fully incorporated then you'll add in your vanilla. You're going to alternate adding in your flour mixture and the chai milk, Um, so you'll be beginning and ending with the flour as well, you want to fully incorporate each. uh, Everything each time you add it and then you'll bake it for 35 to 40 minutes or until you can take out a toothpick insert it into the middle and it comes out mostly clean. And then you want to just cool it for about 10 minutes and assemble so you can do the, the cream cheese frosting or you can do. This is actually a really good cake to do with just a little bit of powdered sugar on top just as a naked cake. It's very it's very flavorful and really good. So, And then you can decorate it however you want.
0: And there you go. Uh, I want that right now. It sounds yeah. delicious.
1: I'm <laughs> actually drinking
0: really good. chai tea. So that oh. would go perfectly with my tea. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So if you have a yummy recipe using tea or a cooking tip using seasonings, let us know. Send it to us on our socials, and if we try out your suggestion, we'll use it and credit you on the show in the future. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Mmm, yummy, yummy.
1: All right, so that brings us to our Judge a thing segment. We're going to start off with Judge a Book by its Cover. So we're each going to pick a book that the other person hasn't read, and we'll have to guess what that book is about based solely on the cover. Jess, what do you have for me? All right. So I have... Okay. So it's a woman, but she has no face, and where her face should be, it looks like a desert scene. Is that accurate? Yes. This okay. This is the inside of it. Okay. All right. Um, What's it called? Born in 1582. No, oh. born in 1982. Born in 1982. Okay. Okay. It's actually Kim Jong, born in 1982. Oh, Okay. Sorry. I couldn't see the top. Um, all right. So I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Hmm. this is a fiction about a woman, an indigenous woman who grew up in, oh no, wait, it's 1952. That throws my I, whole. No,
0: 1982.
1: 1982. That throws my whole thing off. I have no idea what this book is about. I have no idea what genre this book is. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. i I'm going to go with a fiction and it's going to be about a woman who leaves her fast paced corporate lifestyle in on the East Coast and goes out West and goes on a mission to find her lost parents that she was estranged from. Maybe she was adopted. I don't know. That's what I'm going to go with, I think. Okay <laughs> I can tell I'm way off. <laughs> um
0: it's definitely a fiction. It's like a psychological horror.
1: Oh shit, uh, okay. I did not see that
0: comment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about uh a psychotic deterioration deterioration uh of a woman's mind mm-hmm. um to symbolize misogyny and the effects it has on the female minds. mm. Interesting. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely picks apart messages about what happens to a woman's mind, basically, in a patriarchal world, or at least what's expected of her mind.
1: Wow. Okay. Yep. Sounds It good. is by
0: Cho nam Uh, okay. It's actually a Korean book that was translated into English, and I highly recommend. Okay. And it is called Kim, Kim Ji-young, born in 1982.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah. Right. You can tell by my, all my yeah. <laughs> I had
0: a lot to, to say.
1: <laughs> Alright, here we go. So it's called Outcast by Adrian Cress, and it shows a night sky with a giant moon in the middle and in front of the moon there's a motorcycle with a man and a girl on the back with our hair blowing. There's some angel wings around the title that look like stars and then mm-hmm. there's some kind of whimsical foliage around the border
0: oh it's a motorcycle and there is a man and woman on the back of the motorcycle riding into the night what's it called outcast okay so this is definitely giving off night rider vibes but in the stars i do see i don't know if it's constellation but i do see what looks like wings uh i'm gonna say that this is a fantasy book and that They're on the run, obviously. Uh, They're outcasted from society, clearly, because it's called outcast. And they're riding off into the moonlight here. Uh, Wow. Uh, You also gave me one where I'm at a loss here. All right. Well, (laughs) there's definitely wings. So I'm guessing that this girl wished she can get out of her scenario, her current situation. And she needed, you know, figurative wings to leave. And this man is helping her escape and they're fleeing in the moonlight Uh, (laughs) yeah as to why they're outcasts maybe they just feel like they don't belong or maybe she feels like she doesn't belong in this particular world or society
1: okay so this is a fantasy kind of a fantasy light it deals with angel mythology and it's about a it's kind of a coming of age story but it's about a 16 year old girl who. She lives in the deep South in a small town and angels are coming and they're stealing people and then they're never seen again. So one day she looks out her window and there's an angel in her backyard and she, she shoots it with a rifle. But when she does, he kind of turns into this man, this young man that looks like he's from the 1950s. He thinks it's the 1950s and together, she, him, and then there's some others that join them along the way. They go to basically fight the angels and to get back her friend Chris, who had been taken a year before that. So it's a cute story. I rated it at three stars, but it has a really pretty cover. And yeah, it does. And it was cute. So yeah,
0: it sounds interesting. Yeah. And why were the angels taking
1: people? I don't remember. I read this in 2015. I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> um but it was fine it was cute leave it
0: leave it the mystery in case anyone listening and wants to check it out yeah yeah we don't want to give away the endings
1: true that's true
0: but it looks cute and it does have a beautiful cover I knew there's wings in the sky
1: I think that's the reason I read it
0: (laughs) I was like I have to it's so pretty (laughs) I know that happens to me too especially with like uh, titles yeah I get captivated sometimes by the titles yeah Well, sometimes we get captivated by the characters, too. So let's judge a bro. We're each going to pick a character from a book the other person hasn't read. And we have to guess what the character's role is, their personality traits, what they look like. Things like that about uh, the character based on the name alone. All right. So my I'll go first. My character is Don Achille Karachi from Elena Ferrante's My Brilliant Friends which I know you
1: have not read yet no I haven't even though I keep saying I'm going to um what was his name or her name uh Don Achille Karachi okay I think it's a man I don't think he's a protagonist I'm going to say he's maybe a love interest I think maybe he's like tall dark and handsome and I don't know maybe he's not a nice guy Maybe he, despite being with one of the protagonists, he's not really the best fit for her. And they have a lot of conflict. And he's always yelling at her and saying, go make me some meatballs. (laughs) And she gets upset. And by the end, she decides that she doesn't want to be with him. And she goes off with someone who's nicer to her and doesn't demand that Does she make him meatballs she makes him meatballs because she wants to yes
0: well, because yes. she's supposed to all right <laughs> oh man well no <laughs> <laughs> there's no meatballs <laughs> but all right you were right that it is a side character it's not a protagonist um but the tall doc and handsome pot really got me because he's listed in the book actually described as
1: the ogre of fairy tales <laughs> all right well ogres can be handsome too he's probably tall uh, i got the tall uh, so. <laughs> i think he's actually really short um but <laughs> you're like no no you got none of it you lose he's he's italian how tall can he be and i could say that (laughs) i'm I'm italian but um but yeah no it's just it's hilarious Mm
0: -hmm. because he's a mob boss uh he's depicted as very scary uh when uh the protagonist and her friends are young they're very afraid of him they picture him as this really scary guy Mm. uh this ogre like you know
1: yeah
0: um but not a love interest at all Uh, he's a mob boss and he's (laughs) scary Okay. And when they're younger, they think that he steals their dolls.
1: Oh my god! So. What the hell is this book about? I thought that this book was my about two friends. friends.
0: I but I thought it, that I thought it was about two friends. It follows them <laughs> from childhood to adulthood. True they're friendship. Okay. So when you're younger, everything seems more dramatic. Yeah. Um, and there's this one scene where they go sneak by Don Achilles' house. Nobody goes over there. They're afraid. Mm. Um, because they hear their parents talk about how you don't go by his house because he's a mob boss. So they take it the wrong way. Gotcha. And in their heads, they're going through like this dark alley, go by his house, and they're up top on the rooftops, mm. and they're they're dolls full, and they never go get them because they think that he steals
1: them. Gotcha. It's cute, that okay. part. Yeah. In so a way. He's, so he's not actually an ogre.
0: No. But as gotcha. a little girl, they they depict him as like the ogre of fairy tales. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> But definitely read that book, My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante. I think it's very good. Um, If you not heavy on plot at all, which mm-hmm. I don't love, but at the same time, if you're into development of characters, Alex, you would really appreciate this book.
1: This book has been on my TBR for years. I can't even tell you how long it's been on there. And for some reason, I just I have it. I own it. I just never pick it up. I always go to and then I'm like, I want to read this instead. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I why. it's good.
0: I, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't love it. I did tell you that. I did like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did actually go and buy the second part yeah. in the series, and
1: I just didn't read that yet.
0: So yeah. I think I'm waiting for
1: you to catch up first. Okay. <laughs> Put the pressure on me. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh. All right. My character's name is Karu from A Daughter of Smoke and Bone.
0: That is on my TBR. Karu, is it like K A R U? K A R O U. K A R O U. Side character. You love your side characters. Uh, you could have tricked me this time and didn't pick a side character because I'm onto your side character picking. But I think you picked a side character. <laughs> okay. <the> <laughs> Karu is definitely not the daughter uh, mentioned in the title. I know this is a, a fantasy. Mm hmm. And this is on my TBR, but I can't think of the description of it for the life of me right now. Of course, but I'm gonna say that Carew is. Um, I'm thinking of shock a lot for some reason. You remember the kangaroo, and the kangaroo had like a, a funky name like that. Yes, I don't think it's a kangaroo, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say that this is a male character. Okay, perhaps a love interest. Um, very attractive. Uh, a good person. caru doesn't sound like a bad person to me. Um, for some reason, and I'm gonna say that this person is from a different world, a different planet. Maybe there's some kind of situation where they're not supposed to be lovers. They're kind of crossed over lovers, kind of like Romeo Juliet style. How their families are maybe fighting or something, and they're not supposed to be together. It's kind of forbidden love, taboo. Karu taboo. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going with. (laughs) Okay. Not a fast runner this time, though.
1: Okay, not a super fast runner. Gotcha. So, Karu is a girl. She is the protagonist. She is the daughter of Smoke and Bone. I should (laughs) have predicted this. Yeah, I thought you were going to change up when you were like you might be trying to trick me because yeah the last time we recorded you were like you're always doing side characters i'm on to you i was like god damn i gotta switch it up (laughs) i thought it was too obvious that you switched yeah you got me but she is human or at least we believe so i don't want to give anything away for the book especially since you want to read it but you do learn things about her past she does live on earth and She has bright blue hair she's kind of described as having the uh, stature of like a ballerina she's very like tall and thin. Um, Mm -hmm. She has like very dark eyes she has lots of tattoos she's an artiste, and she's kind of like spunky. She is like a teenager, you know, so she can be like a little vindictive sometimes but overall she's idealistic and. I really liked this book. I really liked her character. I read this, I think in 2020. I rated it a three. This is by Laini Taylor. I forgot to mention that. And I don't know why I rated this a three because I remember really enjoying this book. So I don't remember all the details, but I never read the sequels. Uh, It is a trilogy, so I might have to revisit that. I don't remember why I rated it a three. Okay. All right. So that brings us to our final sub segment judge a tit <laughs> just kidding
0: <laughs> judge <Yeah>. a
1: title <laughs> <laughs> not shorten uh, that one no judge a title <laughs> <laughs> so now we'll each pick a book that the other person hasn't read and we have to guess what it's about based solely on the title just what do you have for me <clears throat> a perfect crime a perfect crime okay so I think this is a thriller I think it's about two married people who together work to commit the perfect crime of killing their really annoying next-door neighbor that you always is always incorporate the neighbors I don't know I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they're neighbors of freaking Karen She's always parking slightly on their side. She puts her fence one inch over, so they're t- she's taking space away from them. She calls the police because they change the color of their door. They hate her, and they're like, "We got to get rid of this bitch. We got to we got to get rid of Karen." So they devise the perfect crime, and they get away with it at the end.
0: Hey, okay. you're right.
1: There's no way. No, you're not.
0: <laughs> I know. You're totally not right. <laughs> i mean it's a psychological horror okay with horrors today yeah and uh it is sort of a thriller though because the guy's always on the run and it's about this teenager who's very quiet and he has a crush on this girl and he invites her over and then he brutally murders her he strangles her and he stuffs her into a washing machine and then he flees town and is on the run my god all right okay yeah, this literally happens in the beginning, and then he just is on the run the whole time, and you kind of want this little bastard to be caught. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but it okay. has an underlying message. It's called a perfect crime. It's by A. E. It's another uh, Asian. I like my Asian. Yeah. Horror books, um, but it's another Asian book that um, has like an underlying meaning about gotcha. how people always feel like they're on the run.
1: Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: When you look at it from the theme of the, uh, of the writer, it's very interesting. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. My title is All the Ugly and Wonderful Things. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) By Bryn Greenwood.
0: All the Ugly and Wonderful Things.
1: All All the Ugly and Wonderful Things. Yes.
0: Uh, this is a fiction. It's a drama. It's about a coming of age of a girl who has experiences that can be considered not literally, but figuratively ugly. Perhaps she was abused. Perhaps she was um, uh, bullied in school or something like that. Um, but, you know, she overcomes these things and things turn into wonderful as she starts becoming an adolescent and an adult and it follows her life and her journey and, I think that, you know, she meets a boy who she ends up falling in love with. He sees her for who she truly is and not for what she looks like. And it makes her feel beautiful and wonderful. And I think that's, um, I think it's a feel good in the end type of book.
1: Okay. So you're not far off. Um, it is about a young girl who at the age of eight, she is living with her parents who are meth dealers and users they're very neglectful sometimes they forget to feed them Um, they can be kind of abusive and she's also responsible for taking care of her younger brother this story is a little controversial she ends up developing a very close friendship with an older man who has kind of he, he has kind of a lower intelligence but he is somebody that works for her her parents and he ends up taking care of her and her brother and as she gets older they eventually do form a relationship and yeah. it's overall a happy story, but it is it's a little disturbing. Um I did give this five stars. The writing was beautiful. The characters were really good. It's check your trigger warnings. Um but I don't want to give too much of it away. But I mean it was a really it was it was very it was very interesting. It was yeah, good this
0: is This is another one of those books that I definitely would not read because of the trigger warnings and that I could tell you appreciate,
1: yeah, I don't uh, think you would I, like this book, but it was very good, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it sounds super disturbing that she's eight and she's forming a relationship with this man.
1: well, it's a friendship. and it's kind of like a caretaker relationship initially and then it forms yeah. into a friendship and then you know as it's, she gets older it's it turns into more so it's giving
0: Woody Allen vibes and I'm not here for
1: it yeah it's good though okay. I do recommend it if you, if you're interested I recommend scooping it up it's worth a read but once again just check your triggers <laughs> always check your triggers yeah all right so that brings us to our game for this week Okay.
0: For this week's game we're going to play a little rounds of clue or a clue-like d- game. Uh let's get started on a murder mystery which is inspired by our book of this week, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder and Pippa's investigation from that book. So we'll be using an online generator at a website called 5minutemystery.com. You can go there and set up an account and figure out some mysteries for yourself. They take about 5 minutes a piece. We'll reveal some clues from various scenarios um, to make a guess uh, as to the suspect. So let's play a quick round of Who Done It. Let's hear the clues and facts of the case. We're gonna read them to you, so this way we can go along this investigation and make our predictions together to see who is the winning detective. All right. Ready, Alex? I'm ready. All right. So the name of this one is the Mystery of the American Raid. let's get reading. okay so there are four clues so listen up and see if you can figure them out okay let's get
1: started it's impossible shouted the emperor no airplane could fly around the world there's not enough fuel that's twenty five thousand miles
0: argued wren but airplanes wouldn't have to fly all the way around the world hawaii's just
1: four thousand miles east of us the emperor's forehead was creased with worry A war raged between Japan and America. Five months ago, the Japanese flew their planes across the Pacific Ocean to attack American ships anchored in Hawaii. But despite their success, the Japanese emperor remained cautious. Could America's planes fly east across the Pacific and counterattack Japan? Their
0: safety depended on answering the question correctly. It's possible, argued Ren impulsively. Fifteen years ago, Charles Lindbergh surprised the world by flying from New York to France. It was apparent that Wren was anxious to impress the emperor. He was one of the emperor's youngest advisors, making him
1: also the most nervous advisor. Charles Lindbergh only flew 3,600 miles, interrupted Admiral Taro, whose military uniform intimidated Wren with its formal authority. And you're forgetting something else. An attacking plane has to carry heavy military supplies, so the planes can't fly as far. America's planes could only fly 2,400 miles, which wouldn't get them all the way to Japan. Ben felt his anger rising. (laughs) Not wanting to give up on his idea, he pointed
0: out that a ship could carry the planes closer to Japan's coast.
1: Preposterous! Interrupted Admiral Taro. (laughs) Your young imagination only wastes the Emperor's time. How could these airplanes return to America? Fly by magic yet another 1,600 miles to return to your imaginary ship? Ren's face burned with embarrassment. Even though the
0: Emperor sternly ordered the Sentinel ships begin monitoring the skies for signs of airplanes, the Emperor had been facing a growing criticism that he wasn't doing enough to succeed. There were even reports the traders were infiltrating... "'government
1: positions.'" "'These are unsettled times,' the Emperor said sadly." Suddenly, Wren spotted Kira.
0: He'd met her at school, but now she had the important duty of delivering messages to the Emperor's Admiral. He looked at her shyly, but she didn't return his gaze. Wren
1: felt self-conscious, knowing she'd seen his ideas rejected by the Admiral. "'The next day, to their horror, "'they discovered that Wren was right,' when 16 American B-52s bombed Tokyo.
0: American newspapers cheered the surprise victory of... It was 18... It was 18... No, it was April 18th, 1942, and the famous American aviator had assembled 80 flying volunteers who, in teams of five, had successfully plotted their mission. But How? Ren searched desperately for an answer in the newspaper reports. Even America's reporters wanted to know where the attacking airplanes had been hidden. America's president, Franklin Roosevelt, left and gave their na- them the name of an imaginary island. Ha 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 They
1: came from Shagrila! Wren read the newspapers frantically, hoping no one spotted him in the library of the Emperor's Palace. Eight American pilots had been seen parachuting into the sea 1,000 miles west of Japan, near the coast of China. But Wren was genuinely frightened that the admirable admiral would now assume that he'd been a spy helping them. Each echo seemed like it might be the steps of a soldier coming to arrest him. The admiral hated being wrong and would assume that Wren knew about the attack in advance. And that would be treason. There'd be a trial followed by a sad lifetime in prison. Suddenly, Ren felt a hand on his shoulder. (gasps) It was Kira, looking strangely at her former schoolmate. You were right, she said, looking into his eyes sternly. And I'm in trouble! Ren sighed. We are all in trouble, Kira said, ignoring Ren's concern for himself. She took her duty to the Emperor seriously, and it had made a disturbing discovery.
0: Kira unfolded a piece of paper marked URGENT that was tucked in her pocket. Six hours before the attack, we received this transmission, Kira said quickly. The message warned that a sentinel ship in the ocean had spotted an American Navy carrier just 650 miles away.
1: But the admiral's admiral said the ship was mistaken, handed the message back to me, and said he'd wait for confirmation from a second vessel. Wren stared silently
0: at the walls of the palace. So much, so much
1: had depended on whether that second message arrived. But it did arrive, Kira answered. I handed it to the evening messenger, Gina, telling her to rush it to the admiral. But the admiral said he never received it. Just
0: then, the police arrived. The two officers grabbed Wren silently. (laughs) While their commander said only that Wren was under arrest for treason, Kira held the transmission in her hands, and the suspicious commander said she'd be held for questioning, too. Someone is sabotaging our military,
1: he said fiercely. Locked in a jail cell, Wren pondered their predicament. He stared at the walls for hours, silent and lonely, realizing the surprise American attack was only the beginning of his problems. That night he had a visitor, Gina the night messenger i can only stay a minute
0: gina whispered but i've been as much trouble as you she explained desperately that the admiral believed the second warning was deliberately withheld he's investigating all the messengers not only your schoolmate kira but also me did you deliver the warning yes gina insisted it was during dinner So I lifted his teapot to clear a place on the table. I was embarrassed because I'd burned my fingers, causing me to drop the pot and spilling the tea on the message.
1: Did you see him read the message?
0: He dried it in a towel and said it was still legible, Gina explained. But I was anxious to leave the room and be left before he'd read it. She heard voices approaching down the hallway and whispered, I must go." Then Wren was left to his lonely jail
1: cell. The next day, he was delivered in handcuffs to the military court. It was humiliating to be suspected as a criminal in front of people he admired. The courtroom was crowded with dignitaries like the Emperor and Admiral Taro, as well as Ren's schoolmate, Kira, and her co-worker, Gina. Admiral Taro himself would conduct the cross-examination wearing his intimidating military uniform.
0: Admiral Taro took important strides to where Ren sat nervously, then announced his first question to the courtroom. Isn't it true that you predicted just a day before that the American airplanes
1: would attack Japan? And you were warned, Ren shouted defensively. Not just once, but a second time by Gina the the
0: Messenger murmured as the admiral bellowed that the second message never arrived. We studied the first message diligently. We even tried following the American planes east to the ship in the Pacific. Perhaps it was the emperor himself who intercepted the message,
1: determined to lose this war more quickly. The controversial message lay on the evidence table, still stained with tea. Suddenly, Wren put the clues together.
0: I can prove I'm innocent, he told the courtroom. And I know who interpreted the message. Oh my god, this one is
1: intense. (laughs) just so everyone knows. We did another one of these, and it was about a stolen cupcake. (laughs) um, So I hope
0: that you guys are able to pick up on the clues, because... We were having a lot of fun <laughs> trying to uh give you this scene
1: um <laughs> <laughs> right. so Let's right now
0: we find the four clues
1: okay our suspect list is admiral taro gina, gina kira and the emperor
0: oh and ren don't forget about Ren.
1: no there's only the four options he was falsely accused
0: oh that's right <laughs> That's right. Just making sure you guys were paying attention. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So do we think it was Gina uh, or Kira or Admiral Taro <laughs>
1: or the Emperor?
0: Let's see. So the Emperor said he didn't receive the second message.
1: Yeah. And Gina, Gina is the one. She warned them yeah she's the one who brought it to him after spilling tea on it and admiral taro i believe is the one who said that it was still legible
0: and he he said where ren sat nervously isn't it true that you predicted just one day before that the planes would attack japan so i feel like admiral taro is kind of trying to set ren up
1: what do we know about kira i don't know she went to school with ren she's a co-worker of Gina.
0: Yes, Jean insisted it was during dinner. I lifted his teapot. Mm. Aha! So she lifted the tea the teapot, and the message was stained with tea. Okay, she spilled it on the message. I think so the message. I think Jean is innocent.
1: I think so too. I think it's Kira.
0: Mm. Why do you think it's Kira? Interesting.
1: Because she was also going to be held for questioning, and I think maybe she needed to divert their attention, and so she is throwing Gina under the bus
0: right she says but it did arrive Kira answered I handed it to the evening messenger Gina telling her to rush it to the admiral yeah but the admiral said he never received it because Gina didn't give it to him because of the tea that night he had a visitor Ren Gina the night messenger I can only stay a minute but I'm in as much trouble as you aha I think it's Gina
1: all right I'll go with Gina
0: i'm gonna go with gina i don't know what you guys guessed but if you could guess at all with our <laughs> action act, <laughs> acting skills uh, but let's go gina solving incorrect okay it was not gina it was ed admiral taro
1: oh okay that was
0: our first guest too which is funny yeah yeah he's guilty all right so on this website I was supposed to take five minutes. It took us 15. Because <laughs> we were laughing a lot of the time. Uh, four possible clues. I think we discovered them for the most part, but not well enough, apparently. All right.
1: All right. There you go. We well, would be pretty bad investigators. We were six, having too much fun. Too much fun.
0: It. Uh, 16% of other sleuths came to the same conclusion as us. So apparently we didn't really pay attention (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna lie that that's probably accurate yeah uh this was a lot more fun than the cupcake one i'll be honest
1: yeah it was it was
0: this was fun yeah so what happened did you guys get it right let us know yeah let us know that was fun hey listeners stick around after this episode for some bonus content all right so we just want to introduce a new segment on our Thursday episodes called Harpoon That Tune. Can you guess a tune within five seconds of hearing its
1: intro? We wanna know. If you can guess, reach out to us via email or message us on our socials with the answer to be featured in an upcoming episode and grab a chance to be entered in an upcoming giveaway. Today's tune is... All right, so now we're going to turn the podcast over to Jess's husband, Doug, for a manly minute, or a dougly minute, or a chug of Doug. We tried to get Alex's husband involved, but he's too shy. Maybe in the future. For now, here's a healthy chug of Doug.
0: And now, a healthy chug of Doug.
1: What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? Good? I'm doing fantastic.
0: Went a little 10 for 12 in college football betting this weekend. Killing it. Getting all the things done around the house. I got the fig tree planted. Got the gutters cleaned. I got all the kids' baby's laundry done. My laundry done. My wife's laundry done. We're moving forward over here. You know who's not moving forward? Goddamn Jets. They're a goddamn train wreck. Really emotionally ripping me apart over here. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. We have the Knicks. We have the Rangers. Kreider. Shosherskin. Igor. Leading us to a championship this year. Uh... I hope so, you know, I have high hopes. I don't know about you guys, probably don't even watch sports, but pff, who cares anyway? This is my minute, and let's not forget that, you know? I'm optimistic about the future, and you should be too. That's what I got for you guys today, alright? Enjoy it. Stay tuned for the next Manly Minute, where you can get tips about sports, working out, reading, gaming, and other fun topics. Next Tuesday, October 10th, we will be reading and reviewing One Dark Window by Rachel Gillig. Very exciting. Join us then for our thoughts on the young adult dark fantasy and join us again next Thursday, October
1: 12th for another potty episode.
0: And don't forget to mark
1: your calendar for our next book of the month episode, which will air on Wednesday, October 25th. We'll be reading and discussing Catriona Ward's horror novel, The Last House on Needless Street.
0: (laughs) If you haven't read the upcoming books, but would like to, head on over to the link in our bio and get a copy for yourself so that you can participate in future discussions
1: you don't pay anything extra but if you make a purchase using our link we get a small commission so thank you so much for supporting us if you enjoy listening to our podcast it would really mean a lot to us if you would leave a positive review on spotify apple or whichever streaming service you use.
0: We would really appreciate it also if you could spread the word by telling friends and family about our podcast. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. We also want to remind everyone to be on the lookout for our live events
1: on TikTok. Yep, we'll be doing some live events soon, and we will post upcoming dates on our socials. If you're just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We're going to be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So be sure to check out our socials for updates and also some bonus content. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. Click on the link in our bio for access to all of our socials, our website, and other links.
0: We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can email us at bookswithcooks at gmail.com. You can also find our full book reviews on Goodreads. These links will also be available at the link in bio. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you.
1: Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it because we're done with this one. She goes along her investigation, is receiving no, that's it's not an adjective. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a verb. Yeah. A verb. <laughs> uh, verb. <laughs> verb. Uh... <laughs> Stupid. You guys suck! She
0: had the important duty of delivering messages to the Emperor's Admiral. He looked at her shyly, but she didn't return. <laughs> but she didn't return it. His- <laughs>
1: I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh, wow. <coughs> oh, my god. oh my god, okay. Okay. It was Kira, looking strangely, strangely at her former schoolmate. You were eight, she said, looking into his eyes sturdily. you were eight. <laughs> you were right. Oh my god. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Really? <laughs> oh my god, okay. It was Kira looking strangely at her former classmate. You were eight, she said. No, I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. What it's like <laughs> having a it. <Roni. laughs> what it's like <laughs> having a <Roni. laughs> <What> it. <like laughs> <having a Roni. laughs> What bam like bam bidi bam bam bidi bam bum bidi bam